Hello, welcome back to the Double Radio Gamescast. As always, I'm your host Ryan. Today, I'm joined by my lovely cohort of co-hosts, surprised Wyatt. Uh, uh, hi. Sneaky Alex. Hello there. <laughs> and it's just Brett. It's just me. It's just me. <laughs> just just <laughs> Brett as is is enough. We don't need to, we need to tack any adjectives on Be that. glad <laughs> that it's just me, okay? One day it Which won't be, and then you're going to be in for a real stunner. Twitch can't yeah. handle anything more than just Brett. Mm -hmm. We don't have the technology. Welcome to the Just well, Brett get, Hour. We'd get banned <laughs> if there were any other version of me. <laughs> well, we get speaking platforms. of getting banned, <laughs> I don't. I don't have a good segue for getting banned. I don't think anyone got banned. Although we can talk about news that could get someone blacklisted in an industry, which is uh, Helena Taylor and Bayonetta three. <laughs> Ah. Mm -hmm. The kerfuffle been, continues. The kerfuffle continues, and we still don't fully know what's going on. But I, I think largely people were were siding with Helena Taylor as of last week. You know, mm -hmm. largely on on her side of this because no one else had spoken out to be like, oh, well, this is blatantly untrue. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Jason Schreier did now. some digging. And has uh, his sources have told him that she was offered at least $15,000, if not more, because the way the contract was working was $4,000 per recording session for multiple recording sessions. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is a lot more standard than what we were led to believe. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's still what not we were as told as was like $4,000 just flat. Right. No, yeah, I, and then Helen Taylor went on a Twitter told. rant and posted a bunch about Bayonetta being a $450 million franchise. That is a grossly not untrue, but also not really true statement of how Platinum's finances work and whether or not they could afford to pay a voice actress six figures. So I mean, That's what they call in the industry an oopsie-daisy. That's an oopsie-whoopsie and uh, a rough, rough situation oh, all oh. around. It's what we call bad math. Bad math. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there is the possibility that this, this is legitimately bad math because one of the uh, I, theories about how this happened that has been tossed around is that there was a translation error in the oh. offer that was sent to her and she just did, did not receive the information that it was separate pay for each session rather than a that gross sum, which totally could be the case. And in that case, like no fault to her for that mix up that it's just an unfortunate mix up, but there was no malice. You, you could, I mean, you could say if, if she was sent that there was a translation error, she could have been like, so are you sure it's just 4,000 or is this some sort of translation? Well, because we already know like... she did do a back and forth with Kamiya, who's the, one mm -hmm. of the game directors at platinum. Um, and that's what got the number up to 4,000 in the first place. I could still see there being a translation error of them not understanding that her issue was with the total pay that she had assumed would be 4000 and not the like number of sessions of a separate pay for each one. But of course, we don't have details on this. No, nobody ever signed a contract, so we don't fully know. Uh, the bad look here is that Helena Taylor went on Twitter and posted a bunch of videos telling people to boycott Bayonetta 3. Yeah. And saying Ooh. Jennifer Hale is never going to be the voice of Bayonetta, which is just kind of rude. Yeah. I mean, not a great look to have, but man, it's been a week for, for Helena Taylor and Platinum Games. Because like, as a partial recap, it's not like Platinum looked very good last week either. They kind of just handled it terribly by 
blocking everyone and not saying anything until like a couple well, days Pasha later. Always does though, isn't it? That's what the one. That's director... what Kamiya does, but there was no yeah, statement officially. But it's not. It's, yeah. And then I think Jennifer Hale made a statement that almost I would say made things worse, even though it was probably well intentioned. Most um, people just... talking makes things worse. Well, because she made a statement that was like, "Hey, I'm under NDA. My experience has been totally fine." That was the extent of her statement, and she was like, "There's probably stuff behind the scenes you don't know about." Um, that was the extent of it. It was like, "I'm under NDA. I can't talk about this." Which, for someone in her position, I think is about as much as you could reasonably. And ask. you also you can't. Yeah. So like, you signed an yeah. NDA. You cannot talk about it, or else you will have legal yeah. action against you, which is not a good place to be for most things. Yeah, um, yeah I think we, the, weird the situation. Most, I think the most diplomatic way to put it is that both parties here could have acted much better uh and mm -hmm. could have handled the situation much better yeah without really taking a side because again i think both kind of fumbled the ball <laughs> so, it's, it's hard to released point, a statement yeah. as of two days ago where the gist of it is here we give our full support to jennifer hale as the new bayonetta and align with everything in her statement oh. <laughs> <So>. okay yeah <laughs> The import, the most important part to me, at least that I got out of uh, Jennifer Hale's statement, is that uh, she mentioned something along the lines of, which you should take into account anytime something like this happens, is that yes, okay, you might not like the decision, uh, whatever that the original voice actress is not there. There are still hundreds of other people that put their heart and soul into making this game, and by boycotting it. You're hurting them. You are you are not funding them to continue their passion and to yeah. feed their their families, and that's how that's how this often goes, where people see like, oh, especially if you're uh, already excited for the game, like, is this really yeah, the straw yeah. that? <laughs> it's weird, uh, but but it's like anytime like cancel culture happens, and I was like, oh, this guy came out to be a horrible person, but the game he's on is being made by like an 800 person like team with like you kind of yeah. all like side teams on it. It's like, okay, like that's yeah. Be, be more mature. Okay. There's one person might be bad again, not accusing anyone in this situation of doing anything bad because there's literally too much unknown here. Uh, but just, I'm talking about in the past and in the future when this has happened, it will happen again. Just do, do what Twitter can't do and be mature. And consider that there are hundreds of other people working on these projects that care about them more than most people on Twitter did who probably just heard about it for the first time because of the controversy and are now projecting their importance on it. Yeah, yeah that, I, that I, is a very good point. And, and it's also, I, yeah, and it's also important to know that there are like not only are there a ton of other people working on this game, there are also people that have nothing to do with this situation and they're just doing their job. Right. Yeah. They are completely mm -hmm. out of the way of all this. They're just trying to make a living making a video game that you guys have been asking for for a very long time. Yeah. So just I... let them do their job. Right. And and when the game comes out and if you're still excited for it, it's OK to be excited and to still purchase this game to support this studio. <laughs> That's completely uh, yeah. OK. And I was going to be saying, you know, as as a joke, I want to make this very clear as a joke. <laughs> Oh, no, <laughs> you know, if you have a problem with that one person, you can still buy the game. Just go call them a slur on Twitter. Oh, Don't God. do that. I mean, that. That's clearly Don't been a do... lot of people's reaction to the situation. Don't do that. <laughs> and that's <Yep>. the problem. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Not an uncommon reaction in today's world.
Um, this has actually given me a very good segue to something I wasn't planning to talk about this time, but I think is there is no better time to mention it after what we just talked about. Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, I'm going to say the Hogwarts uh, Legacy word because I think everything we just said also applies to Hogwarts Legacy. Because some outlets are probably going to boycott the game because of J.K. Rowling. Even though she has likely had very little to do with the game, she will get money from it. She's going to be paid royalties. She'll be getting revenue. If that's a decision you want to make, that you you care more about not funding J.K. Rowling than uh, helping the dev team, especially depending if you're excited about this game. I think for most people, they'll either be soured on Harry Potter totally, and then they won't care. And like for that, totally stay away from the game. You're not gonna enjoy it if you want to avoid the world that J.K. Rowling built. Uh, and I don't want to say anything about J.K. Rowling's Twitter politics. I don't want to give her a platform. That's someone talking about J.K. Slur on Twitter. Boy, all we can I, say here is that she's a person that exists. I think that if you've watched any, any amount of this podcast, <laughs> listen to any amount of it, you'll you'll know all four of our opinions on J.K. Rowling very quickly. <laughs> We're all the same opinion. <laughs> I don't think we need to devote to calling people slurs on Twitter to get that across. No. Uh, a joke. That said, I still want to play Hogwarts Legacy, and I think that the dev team at WB likely has done a really good job. At least not maybe not a really good job. We'll see when reviews come out. But they've done a, an intense amount of work. <laughs> yes. They, they, it's... You know, it's been in development for years. Is the important thing. That's what we know. It's it's Warner Brothers. Fingers crossed for some type of nemesis system. You know what I? uh, (laughs) What I will say. I literally have not thought about this game, like since the last time we talked about it on our show. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm just excited to play it because I like. Since being a small little child. I played so much of the Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets on the GameCube mm. where you could just wander around and that I would spend so many hours doing nothing, like functionally nothing, but wandering around and looking at the cool things that I'd seen in the movies. Well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I really don't care if there's even a game here. I just don't walk around the I love, castle. I love casting spells. I don't <laughs> care what universe it's in. I just want to admire VFX artists' works. There you go. Yeah, that's, and, that's, watch, and watch someone get hit by them. Yeah, that seems like a good time. Uh, all right, well, that's the Hogwarts Legacy tangent. Now let's talk about another controversial video game in Gotham Knights. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> because Speaking I have Brothers. a theory. Oh boy! Warner <laughs> 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 Brothers is the publisher. Avalanche is the developer. So for for Hogwarts Legacy, um, whereas Gotham Knights is Warner Brothers in house. Uh, I've been playing some Gotham Knights. I told another friend of mine that I would get it to play co-op with him if it hit above a 7 on, on release day, and it did just barely. Set it a 71. <laughs> Despite the uh, the 4s and 5s from IGN and GameSpot, which is almost unheard of. <laughs> that might as well be a 0. Giving... On their scale, that's a 0. <laughs> that's a don't play it. That's a never touch yeah. this thing. Yeah. I'm having a good time. Uh, that said, I am playing this on a computer that is more than capable of brute forcing the game, and I am still having issues. So, the tech, not so good. There's definitely some weird stutters, because it runs fine 90% of the time. You get on the bat cycle, you drive across a border, suddenly it drops to 30 frames for half a second, then back up to 60. You're like, what just happened? And, and hey, listen, you also picked the platform that 
just happens to run it at 60 frames per second rather than 30, you know? Yeah, no, don't get this on consoles. I don't know what you would be thinking. If You, you know what? If you have no other option and you really want to play as Red Hood or Nightwing or Batgirl or Robin and see a story with them as the heroes, go for it. You know, if, you're, if you can accept the 30 FPS, which I would recommend not doing, because I... I have a suspicion the reason the combat feels okay to me is because of the 60 frames. I think this is super mm-hmm. reaction heavy in terms of like, you got to see the line to dodge something. And if you want to get that perfect dodge, you got to do it right at the last second, which means you really need to like have the reaction time here. And I have a feeling when the frame rate slows on this, you're going to get the weird input delay feelings. It feels uh... like there's a few frames of buffer in between hitting something and happening, which at 60 is not a huge problem at 30, I think would be a big problem. So my my only hope is that this doesn't uh, say to developers that we can get away with releasing games that are only at thirty frames per no, second. No, this should have been delayed a couple of months to get a performance mode in there because this is just yeah. weird. It's Do you think we'll see one like, post-launch? Oh, is as long as they don't cancel support for this game, which I don't think they would do because I still think it's sold very well. Um, I think we will. Uh, I don't know when. Maybe two, two, three months, maybe. We do but, know that we're getting a four-player co-op mode at some. Yeah, four-player co-op mode's oh. coming out next month. Um, I've had the chance to do Just, some, some like random player co-op with it. I haven't played with the person I'm, I'm intending to play it with yet because I only picked it up yesterday. Uh, but I did get to play with some randoms, and it's fun. The, the co-op in this game is legitimately very fun. It's cool to be in Gotham City, like the full Gotham City, and not a section of it. Um, and be able to just go do crime solving with a buddy or just a, a player that you've met. And you can do emotes with each other and run around. You get this cool combat experience where things are, you can do like duo moves and stuff. It's very cool. Uh, the co-op I, yeah, in this feels like, really good. So yeah, you said a... there was co-op and you said four person was coming later. Is it just uh, one and one or is it up to two? So co-op others? right now is two player. Uh, the four-player co-op mode we don't know a lot about. It's called Heroic Assault, which I assume is going to be like oh, specific something missions. different, not just. Yeah, I think it's this game feels like there are not enough enemies to handle four players in most regular situations because it's really. I don't know if the balance changes when you have co-op players because I wasn't paying attention to that when I was playing in co-op, but it has largely felt like this is a lower enemy number game where enemies are more specialized rather than the Arkham of you're getting flooded with people and you have like a different combo to counter each one. Um, and both of those are good systems. I think there's no shade on them. So I have a question. Um, I remember I I really like Arkham Knight. Uh, my one thing I was a little disappointed by though, was like, Oh, we finally get to play a Batman, uh, Batman Arkham game in, in, um, Gotham city. This will be great. But very beginning of the game, they evacuate the entire city. Probably yep. because you'd be driving around in your uh, bat tank thing and you'd probably just be running people over and there's no way that they could mm-hmm. figure that out, understandably. Is there, like, just NPC civilians yeah, walking there around? Yeah, there are NPC civilians also... walking around. Not a lot of them. It, it is definitely less dense than something like Spider-Man, but they're there. And they mm-hmm. will, like, comment on you. If you walk by, they go, hey, you're you're like that guy who's bigger than Batman if you're playing Red Hood, commenting on how, like, muscly he is. Uh, they'll they'll have little quips for different characters walking by. Some people like jeer at you. Some people cheer for the heroes. Uh, yeah, there's lots 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 of interactivity like that. The thing I really liked is the cops in this are. This is set post Jim Gordon has died. It, everything is oh. Jim Gordon died like in the past in this. He has been dead for a while. Um, 
which sets up the whole Batgirl thing. So he's been dead for a long time. There's a new commissioner who is uh, very anti-vigilante, which I'm sure is going to play into the story at some point. Because one of the first missions you do is you go into the, the Gotham PD and you go find some info. And you hear how a lot of the cops are like, who supported Batman are getting ousted and being replaced by people that are on payroll by someone else. So you, you're learning that, but then you can go out in the city and you, there are mission types that are random with uh, the PD that'll be like getting attacked by one of the gangs. And if you go and save them, they'll then comment afterwards about how maybe they were wrong about everything and like tell you to get out before their backup shows up. And it's a cool situation. And there's a lot of lines for it because I've hit that event a few times and they've always had a different comment, which is cool. Uh, So I've had a good time with this and the story is so far. I'm not super far into it. Playing as Red Hood is very fun, and I'm sure it'll be fun to replay because all the dialogue has got to be completely different because everyone is talking specifically to Red Hood. So it'd be fun to replay it with different dialogue. But I have a sneaking suspicion with this game. A little suspicion that this is a WB-published game. WB has, to my understanding, the rights to the Nemesis system. I think there was a Nemesis system in the works for this game at some point. Uh, because looking through how this treats enemies, you can scan them and they have little personal details occasionally. You've got a bunch of, like, investigation things that tell you things about who killed. I am, like, 70% certain they were coming up with some nemesis system thing for these open world sections of the game. And it didn't happen. I I think I understand why it didn't, because the way that this game has kind of shaken out is a little weird. Uh, but I think this is what's really given it the the bad shake from reviews and whatnot, is that this is like a weird, maybe looter, maybe not, because you don't actually really loot things, but you have loot that looks like a mobile game in the UI. There's no microtransactions or anything, it's all in the game, but you've got crafting, and if you get loot, you can't actually equip it until you go back to your belfry at, at night, because you're meant to be out for a mission during the night, Makes and then you go back later and, and re-equip things. And then you gotta like craft your gear back at the belfry, but then it's this weird loop of like, well, if I'm in a looter game, I want to use the cool new thing as soon as I get it. So what is it? I don't. This is the second superhero game now where it's like a there's just a loot game that just doesn't. And it's got like elemental effects and elemental build up, and I just don't really get it. <laughs> why do we keep Why do we keep putting loot systems in superhero games? Why? I it doesn't belong there. I, I don't understand. As someone who like. I'm not immediately against loot systems, but I feel like I'm definitely starting to get burnt down. And actually, I do like I, like I just the don't loot understand for the suits because you get cool looking suits, and that's the big key difference between Avengers and this is when you get loot that is a suit see, and you craft it, it looks cool. But see, like in terms of just getting, because like alternate costumes are a big thing for superhero games. Like yeah. you kind of they're they're almost required at this point. Spider-Man did it perfectly. You, you buy a suit, it's got a cool yeah, look. I'm, I'm not has... disagreeing with you. I think this would be no, better no, no, suited no. with what Spider-Man's. What I'm, eh, better like, suited. Uh-huh. Uh, but, and, and, like, you, you buy a suit, and you, and it comes with, like, a different mod to it, like, one of your, like, customizable, like, ultimate abilities, essentially, right? And that's it. It's not any more complicated than that. And I really don't understand... <sighs> I just I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, it's it's a confusing <laughs> why does, design why does this direction. Keep happening? <laughs> I really think you're playing Nightwing. Don't tell me Nightwing's ability has elemental build up. Tell me Nightwing's batons are electrified like a normal yeah. person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
No, they actually deal cold damage. If you want to do oh, different oh. things, tell me Red Hood's guns can change elemental cartridges or I mean, something. I mean, like, are you, you have words that could not be yeah. elemental build up I mean, in these Ryan, weird stat are you, things. Are you trying to tell me that you've never ever wanted to play a video game where you play as Hulk and you can customize his spinal cord? Are you telling me you've never wanted to do that before? There's nothing to that degree. You can what? You, you have your suit, yes. and you have your melee and ranged weapons. That's it. That the, sounds like a joke. Things. That sounded like a joke, but that's it's real. Disgusting. One of, the, one of like the, the like loot things for Hulk is a customizable like spine. <laughs> he, he collects other people's vertebra. He's, he's, pre oh he's a predator. He collects the spines of his victims for trophies. <laughs> and he takes their, their spinal cords and he adds them to his own. There's a lot of commentary on the combat system in this game being bad. I think it's bad. I think it's just fine. <clears throat> it, it feels a lot like a JRPG combat system in a way, but a lot more kinetic. It feels better in motion because you actually like respond to things a lot the old Batman games with your dodges and your your attacks and your heavies and your ranged button and all that. That feels good. Uh, everyone's got like some special abilities they can use, which feels straight out of a Tails game. Bizarrely, they basically have Tails abilities <laughs> where they like do all their JRPG attacks. Uh, but it looks cool. It feels good when you play it, it for always... the most part. And I can never tell, and maybe you can confirm this for me now, but anytime I saw someone play that game in, like, pre-release material, and, like, I just saw the way that characters moved, it just looked awkward. It just looked stiff and weird, and I just, I couldn't quite put my finger on why, but I was like, this just looks off. There's I think their animation transitions in combat are a little bit strange, because you have to instantly react to things. So I think the reason it looks like that is this almost follows more of the, like... Um, character action Bayonetta Devil May Cry combat flow of when you are doing a thing you can almost always cancel like you can instantly cancel basically anything into a dodge whereas in Arkham Knight and the other Batman games there was animation like delay built into everything to give you time to do that in a way that wouldn't mess with the animations which was really good with the slow and weighty hits of Batman. I don't think it would have worked for Nightwing or anyone but Red Hood, really. Because Red Hood in this game has the kind of same slow punches, but anyone else doesn't. So I, I wonder if they could have figured out a way to do that. Because um, the, the trick with Arkham is they obscured things behind the cloak. They would use the cloak mm -hmm. to obscure the animation transitions happening, which is super Ooh. clever. Like, incredibly good yeah. thing. I'm not saying this game is as good as any of the Gotham games, or Arkham games. I don't think it is. I think this is if you're okay with playing a Dynasty Warriors tier superhero game, <laughs> that is what you're getting here. You're getting the Dynasty Warriors of superhero games. And that's not an insult. That is that's what to expect. Expect that you're going to get nice. a fun romp in Gotham with your your cool sidekick characters. And I think anyone who's wanted to play these characters and not Batman for a long time is going to be happy. Cuz you know, we've had a lot of Batman games, we've had a lot of good Batman games. I'm okay with not playing Batman for a game. And playing the sidekicks that are always oh, yeah. kind of sidelined. Um, it was it was never it was never the concept of the game that turned me off because I was I was very interested in that. It's just like everything else. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> it's confusing. Like... It's bizarre. It, <laughs> truly, the Dynasty Warriors comparison is because there's so many things in Warriors games where you just go like, "Why is this here?" And then it'll <laughs> get removed in the next game, and then come back like three games later, and you're like, "What? Well, now we're back to this." <laughs> it happens all the time and this feels like that kind of design this is like a super weird they took things from avengers that maybe shouldn't have been taken from avengers they didn't take other things 
It's bizarre. It, this feels like it was developed in a world in which Spider-Man did not exist. And this is like the progression of almost like the Marvel, uh, whatever the, the team-up Marvel games were that you used to have, Ultimate Marvel. Oh, Marvel vs. Like Capcom? Not Marvel vs. Capcom, no. It, Ultimate Alliance, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, oh, yeah. right, right, right. It's almost like along the, that type of design, where everyone has like a relatively simple skill set of skill trees, and they have their cool abilities, and the whole spectacle is you teaming up and doing things with your group. It's fun, mm. but I think you gotta ex know what to expect when you go in, and don't expect an Arkham game. Probably have a good time. If you do expect an Arkham game, go play an Arkham game, because they're still very good. <laughs> there's, there's many. Yeah, there's many. Both Most franchise. of them are good. If you want to go play an Arkham game, go, go, I even, go punch the Joker Hulk. I mean, I even liked Arkham Origins, which a lot of people didn't, but I thought that was a like pretty good Batman game at the end of the day. <laughs> but... It's the only one I haven't played. I've played all the others. It's fine. Not that one. It's, cool. it's, it's neat. <laughs> all right. Well, other recent games news. We're all pouring one out for many clip. Oh, has finally so shuttered its yep. doors. It was bound to happen eventually. Yeah, uh, the last flash. Give it a nice salute. Browsers. Except for I think, what were the two games it's still supporting? Eight Ball Pool and doesn't matter. Agara doesn't matter. Yeah, Eight Ball Pool. And... I I am absolutely sobbing and in tears, metaphorically and also off screen, um, at at the loss of Gravity Guy. That that was. Gravity guy in those old favorite. penguin sledding games. Those are the best ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going to be a shame to see him go. I think the penguin sledding stuff has been ported to something else since then. Probably. Um, all right. Well, other bit of news we had: Silent Hill. It's back. Oh no! No Konami's one reviving it. No one expected this at all. I don't think. <laughs> uh, Just kind of popped Konami up. Actually, making not one. Not two, but like four games? Crazy. And that are actually not pachinko machines this time. Yes, confirmed. None of them are well, I guess they could be pachinko machines, but I don't think I don't think Annapurna would publish a pachinko game in good faith. <laughs> yeah. The only uh, question now is if these will be as much fun as a pachinko machine or not. Unless it's a pachinko well. machine that ends up being a walking simulator. <laughs> God, yeah, that's know. that's don't don't call Silent Hill. Where, where, where you literally Alex. carrying you know, you're carrying the pachinko machine around with you. It's yeah, and instead of instead of going to Silent Hill uh, to possibly find, revive, or kill your dead wife, you actually go clutching a pachinko machine like you're carrying your dead wife, <laughs> um, cradling it in your arms. But yeah, speaking another little ball. Speaking of dead wives, Silent Hill Two is being remade. Uh, by Bloober Team, which is okay for some people and an absolute nightmare for other people. Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> which, we'll, uh, we'll figure out how they handle it. But uh, there were which, which camp what? do you fall in, Brett? I'm curious. I don't care. <laughs> uh, and I'll I'll explain that in in a second uh, when I go on my my personal diatribe. But to get the to get the news out, um. I guess uh, Bloober Team has the like, kind of a, a mixed history where they have a lot of games that have a lot of good oh. parts, um, but then yeah. when you start to think about some things, like we we've yes. experienced some Bloober Team jank firsthand. Yeah, 
And it's the medium is a very, very good looking game. You could tell very much that they're inspired by Silent Hill, the series. Um, but there's some writing things in the latter parts of that game that appear as if uh, they try to make a certain group of people look better than they should be in real life, uh, having to do with abuse and children. Um, oh. So it's just it's just a weird, weird writing thing. I don't really think they knew what they were doing. Um, I sure am glad that Silent Hill 2 doesn't handle any serious subject matter <laughs> at all for them to accidentally mess up. Well, it's all fun uh, and games. It's a romp in the park. It's a romp in of, the very foggy of course, park. Of course. Um, they, are, they are kind of a bizarre studio when it comes to horror because every game is like, this is a really cool sequence. And then there's other ones where it's like, what on earth were you thinking? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I have, I have I'll, I'll, I'll explain once we get done with the rest of these. I have a, a mixed amount of faith. But um, we also have, uh, well, we'll I'll just go in the order of this random site. Um, we, we got, we got a weird one that I actually don't know if it was included here. No, it is, uh, Silent Hill Ascension, uh, which is being developed partially by Bad Robot, Wyatt, which is what? J.J. Abrams' <laughs> company. Wait, uh, <laughs> Because uh, this is it's it's an interactive experience apparently, um, and the trailer for it. Silent Hill. It, oh, it, maybe I don't great. know. That'd um, be great. <laughs> the the trailer for it uh, kind of like implied that this was a kind of thing that like okay you can think of like Twitch plays Pokemon, <laughs> where like I guess wow. a bunch of people across the world can affect the story and i guess maybe you can vote for different things because oh. they showed like like messages uh showing up being like oh my god is he gonna die is he gonna die what's the monster gonna do now like like as if they were popping up in like a text chat or something it's a very Wait, confusing is this, trailer is this one of those yeah. things where it's sort of like trying to be quantum break or something I don't know. like that in that sense I don't know. well yeah, all we have on this have is any, a like... minute although someone does yeah. at everyone in the video in what looks like discord yeah i don't know uh it's, so, it's interesting because it's a bad robot production. Do you think they're going to pull the rug out from under us, you know, uh, last minute and be like, ah, this is a Cloverfield. Cloverfield. <laughs> oh, if, oh if they do, <laughs> I uh, have also to involved in this. There's a number of oh, studios involved in Ascension. Yes. It's not just it's Genvid, bad robot behavior <laughs> and DJ two. I don't know what DJ never heard is. of that last one, but behavior is games bad robot is bad robot <laughs> yeah <laughs> bad robot is takes small sci-fi movies and turns them into uh <laughs> Cloverfield Cloverfield movies. jokes yeah this is 100 uh, percent. looks like <laughs> discord notifications going it, yeah people say can we save her i don't know what this is but i'm hyped to figure it out Exactly. This this is interesting enough where I don't want to immediately just be like, oh, this looks stupid. Because it, it could be, like, dumb. And no matter what happens, it'll definitely just be something that goes on for, like, a year or something and then everyone else will just hear about it in, like, a YouTube video afterwards like, summing it all yeah. up. Because it's, like, it'll be a it's like an ARG dream. thing. But I, I like ARGs. It's a little forced because we know it's an ARG instead of just figuring it out and yeah, the, the Discord notifications in the video is really a strong choice, especially the at everyone. <laughs> it's like, Old. all right. 
That's well, what we're also, going with here. Uh, also, if, no, there, if it's essentially a, just a comment section, that's going to turn to shit so there, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's going to be so many Among Us like picture emoji. Oh, the way Discord also, did just launch the activity also, thing. What if this is a Discord? I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say. No. I wonder if maybe this is some oh, kind of no. plugin that you can do. You can make like a Discord server and just play this with like your friends or something. That'd be cool. I don't know. I didn't say, say, if if you're in a big server, which I assume an official Silent Hill server would be, um, don't at everyone. No, yeah, but that's that's a that's, jerk move. I feel like that might be a thing where it's like, okay, this this. But Alex, we need to save to her. <laughs> Uh, with like it for spoken level dialogue, but typed out instead of spoken out. <laughs> Wait, so God. you mean to tell me we have to save her? <laughs> you mean... <laughs> for typing. God. Um, this is some uh, kind of hill that's silent. <laughs> it's so quiet here. Almost and... silent. <laughs> <laughs> the altitude is higher than the area around it, but it's not quite <laughs> as steep as a mountain. Uh, I, I guess I should have started at this because I, I think this has... I have no faith in this being good. They're making another movie. Uh, and if you know anything about the Silent Hill movies, they're not very good. And it's the same guy. So. Oh, no. Why? Yeah. Why? Uh, Why? You know what? We got the game. Silent... Exactly. Be if it wants exactly. to be. <laughs> I, that's the thing. Silent Hill is one of those franchises where it's like you literally are not going to be able to make a good movie with it. It's just you not make a good you want movie a good... inspired by it, but you can't oh, totally, just yeah. take Silent Hill and make it a movie. No. It's not going to work. Yeah, you, if you want a good Silent Hill movie, just go watch something by like I, David Lynch. And I do wonder what people. ending they would consider canonical for the movie. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Because <laughs> there's argument even between the dev teams on which one for Silent Hill 2 was Ooh. the one. Um, uh, after that, we have uh, Silent Hill Townfall, not Downfall, Townfall, uh, which is being made, published by Annapurna, uh, which I mentioned earlier, and developed by uh, No Code, who did Observation, which is that yeah. really cool cyberpunk investigation game featuring um, uh, really cool game. Uh, Rucker Howard, wasn't it? Uh, oh, oh, which is my, crazy my first, that he had a video game role. But My, my first thought from the title was immediately a Silent Hill City Builder. Oh, oh that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Oh, hey, of variety, variety, you know, it could, it could be something weird. Yeah, your uh, well, your citizens here aren't uh, experiencing enough mental distress. Time to send in their fears <laughs> incarnate. Yeah. A, a lot of variety here in terms of like the the background of all these developers, which I like. They're not just making five horror games that all feel similar to yes. each other. It's not it's That's... not an Assassin's Creed situation where you've got or in a Call of Duty situation where you've got three studios all working on very similar projects. No, these all seem very different, and that's and that's good. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you pointed that out because that's whatever like people, you know, as you would expect, immediately want to jump on like, oh, this isn't going to be as good as the old ones. And they all just start foaming at the They're mouth. Going for something different. The it's not going to be the old this ones. Is, this is this what we call a shotgun different. approach. <laughs> exactly. The, they are contra spread shotting shit all over the wall. And whatever sticks is going to be what, what sticks. What sticks. I, I was that's going to be what's remembered. Like, I was going to say it's something more like a tasting platter, but I, I like that. Yeah, this is, this is a well, it, is, it is kind of an ingenious way to reboot a it franchise is. that's been dead for a really long time. It's like, okay, 
We haven't had a Silent Hill game in how long? We haven't had a good Let's Silent Hill game in God knows how long. Let's throw a bunch of stuff at the wall instead of going, you know, putting all of our chips into one game that could do well or could not do well. Let's just spray and pray and like see what uh see what works. It's yeah, which I I'm very happy about. <laughs> yeah. Um after that we have uh the last thing we haven't mentioned yet is Silent Hill F, which is I Tied with uh, the uh, interactive experience with the most interesting thing for me, at least, mm -hmm. uh, because Silent Hill F is being written by, I do not remember his name. Yukishio 7. Yes, he is a writer and maker of like some classic old internet visual novels that have since become like Massive crazy franchises. famous, like uh, Higurashi, Higurashi or whatever is one of them. I think he did. Uh, did he do Imineko as well? Yeah, he did. Probably. Uh, which they, they've there's like anime series and other games based off of them now. They're like huge lineages. Wow. They've inspired. A he also did a Higurashi no Nakuni, Koru ni Gaiden, Neko Goroshi Ken. Of course. That's what that is. <laughs> so now, of course, think. memes have been exploding of like old internet DeviantArt art style anime girls from those <laughs> visual novels talking to Pyramid Head and going like, hey, what's up? And stuff like that. It's so funny. Uh, but uh, they are I don't psychological know, this is horror visual novels. Yeah. Just to, to make it clear here, they're not like romance. This is not a romance video. This is a, a people get murdered. Yes. Many times. It's homestuck. Okay. Um, and it it's doubly interesting because uh, this Silent Hill game takes place in 1960s Japan and has a totally different aesthetic than all the other ones. Um, and this is uh, what why I'm most interested in this one, and this will kind of tie in to my my previous mentioning of uh, I don't really care what Bloober does with Silent Hill 2 remake. Um, I have done a lot of research and rabbit holing on the franchise uh, after playing two and three because they're just really interesting games and I want to know how the hell people think of this stuff because, I mean, they're pretty poignant and people remember them very well. Something crazy must have happened uh, to create it and it turns out that, yes, uh, you know, depending on, like, when each game came out, the people working on them were inspired by whatever the zeitgeist was in Japan at that time. There are games that take place in America and, you know, are made for, uh, like, uh, their American voice actors uh, originally. That's what the mocap is done with. So they, like, hire people in Japan that speak English and everything. Um, very, very, very focused on capturing a Western audience. But all of the spirituality and mythology and storytelling and everything behind it is super, super, super culturally Japanese. Um, and that's why they're still so unique is because, yes, they're inspired by David Lynch. And yes, uh, they're inspired by the Nine Inch Nails aesthetic. Uh, yes, they're inspired by uh, like themes of uh, bondage and BDSM or whatever in the monster design and stuff. Uh, but there's there's a whole lot of uh, alchemy and weird like Jewish Kabbalah stuff and just a whole ton of things that were just really popular in Japan because of like some books that were going around at the time. Uh, and that's why when Konami went, ah, well, America loves these games. Why don't we give them to some American dev teams? They totally missed the mark because we don't have <laughs> any of that. We're pretty boring when it comes to like 
like is that even more boring? People are just too afraid to do anything, so they don't. At, yeah, yeah. It, it it comes across that we it's have like a nothing feel like of having culture. Almost. Exactly, because we're we're such a melting pot, I guess. That like any individual things that someone might find cool to expound upon, I guess, are either like, I, I don't know. There might be some kind of it's might be seen as like racist or something, or it might just also be I don't understand that enough. Yeah, something like that. Which I mean, whatever. It, it's, I don't care. Uh, so those games that we made, <laughs> yes, please put diversity in your video So make sure because... don't to have not to have a diversity quota. Yes, just have actual diversity. Um, which is yeah, why why the Western made Silent Hill games are just very bleh because there's nothing, there's no oomph, there's no spice. Uh, you know, part of why all those original games are so good are because uh all that stuff went into it, but also because, uh, which is how we're looping back to the Silent Hill F thing, the aesthetics are inspired by the main character's psyche. That's like the Silent Hill thing that everybody knows is that you go to Silent Hill, you experience things from your own trauma that make you go, wow, that sure was scary. Uh, and, you know, it, we, we see Pyramid Head in like two or three other games and in other games that do not have James Sunderland in it. And uh, Masahiro Ito, uh, Mr. Pyramid Head designer man, is just like, yeah, this sucks because he was just for James. And he literally represents James's inner struggle. And any other time that he's used, it's just like, okay, well, this is a cop-out to give the people what they want. The big triangle head man. Uh, having it be in a completely different setting where everything is normal. There's no rust. The rust and like the grind that you'd expect from Silent Hill is completely replaced with like crazy amounts of flowers and fungus and like red string tying everything together. It's super unique looking for Silent Hill F. And that's how you go about doing a different one because this shows that this character has nothing to do with anyone else in the previous games. As you would expect, every person's psyche is completely different than the person standing next to them most of the time. So, of course, their other world is going to look totally different. And Yes, all, all that mushed together is why I'm very excited about Silent Hill F. Um, in terms of the Bloober Team stuff, uh, and in terms of this whole dang thing, as a fan of Silent Hill who likes to believe that he has the mental age above a 10-year-old, I am doing the mature thing and realizing that, yes, it probably would have been, it definitely would have been way cooler if they, along with this stuff, ported the old game so you could play the classic version of 2. But the amount of ways that you can, you know, say screw Konami and just get it for not $800 off of eBay are many. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, no matter what happens in this new Silent Hill 2 version, uh, will the original be better? Probably. Uh, you know, there are a lot of things like uh, the dog ending where it's revealed that everything's controlled by Ishiba, uh, that it is named as like a letter mix up of uh, the main character's wife's name, uh, which is funny and really mean to him, <laughs> which makes it even funnier. Uh, that I can imagine, you know, that's a lot of character, that's a lot of extra effort for a joke. Uh, that I could see things like that not being in the new one. Because, uh, you know, everything's got to look super pretty. Everything's got to look super nice. It's got to be different from the original. And all that means 
it's going to take a lot of time to make the new stuff and you're not going to have a lot of time for the extra stuff uh people uh have been making pictures saying that the new james looks like uh, a soy boy wojack and he kind of does and it's kind of funny uh because there's like just all the faces that he makes in the trailer just like i'm so sad <laughs> and it's just it does come across like that a little bit uh but i you know he's he's such a screwed up individual that i i am okay with it this is fine they're going a different direction and also like at least it feels like they so still much. have a direction. That's, I think, a lot of yes. people's biggest concern with translating Silent Hill 2. Is so much of that game that comes from the time and from the technological limitations exactly. of the console. Mm -hmm. And I'm just glad there's fog everywhere. <laughs> yes, there's fog everywhere. And, you know, as long as they don't shoot it like a goddamn action movie and they shoot it like a like dumb made on under $1,000 art house film, like it Which should be. Which I think Bluebird Team Silent can Hill. do. I think Blue yes, Team can be trusted yeah. to, to get that I, right. At the very least, if we're going off of their previous track record, you're going to at least get some really good moments. I, I think the concern people have is, consistent, but... are they going to change any of the actual narrative? I hope not. They better not. <laughs> I'd be very concerned if we get different endings or something that Blue Team has dreamed up, and they're... I would guess they, if they do them, they're going to be completely... Uh. <laughs> botched would would be a word like that that's the thing i'm i'm, I'm like slightly torn where it's like oh they better not do this but then if they do i don't care because you can play <laughs> the older one yeah without too much difficulty like silent hill and, 2 has held up experience. better than almost every other horror game from that era like including yeah. <laughs> the resident evil games i think silent hill 2 holds up far better um, extremely well yeah, go go play it if you haven't. It's a good game. You very much should. Or you know, wait to play the remake. To get your first bloober experience. <laughs> and maybe your last. <laughs> hey, maybe you'll get hooked wow. and go play all their their backlog. Get that it'll, get bloobed, you know? All right. It'll be positively bloobin. Get bloobed. Goo exclamation point. Oh yeah. <laughs> but that's all right. the sound well, that's the uh, the games news this week. We don't have a lot of other crazy stuff going on, thankfully. That's the the big thing was the Silent Hill just getting dropped. Also, Konami did leak their own presentation <laughs> like an they hour did. beforehand because they couldn't figure out how to do a YouTube premiere correctly and put the details of everything that would be in the presentation in the description. My God! Before it went live. Funny. That's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Listen, and they just couldn't figure out the premiere properly, so they just released the video fully when you haven't had to present a game i was just in that long that. Yeah, you're yeah. kind of rusty you kind of don't know what everyone else listen, knows how not... to do because they've made a video game listen we're not presenting a, ch a pachinko machine we are completely out of our depth here <laughs> wait, wait, wait. it's not a pachinko machine we can't do nfts anymore what do we have no a game that's right. If anyone says the word okay. block and chain right next to each other during this presentation, people are going to lose <laughs> their minds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're through the uh, the wind up period of the episode, and we're into the actual episode now. It's time to talk about games we've been playing. Halloween related, not Halloween related. You know, it's October, we're going through the fun times. Our Halloween episode is next week, where we're talking about Game Pass Games episodes. Game Pass Game Club thing, where we talk about Game Pass Games. You know, we, 
The thing we do. Yeah, we're playing Game Pass games that are loosely <laughs> Halloween themed. Vaguely. Probably gave us a, a lot of a lot of Halloweeny games. There's a surprising lack of horror classics up I, there. Horror, yes, but the aesthetic of Halloween, absolutely. Oh yeah, if I you're mean, that, willing that, to stretch the aesthetic of Halloween a little bit, you can get some good stuff. But I you mean, gotta listen, that alien that aliens game was very scary. It's scary. It's, it, it was it, it was so scary. Spook- it was so scary that Alex couldn't keep playing. He got it. Certainly, it certainly spooked me. <laughs> By spooked spooked all the blood out of your nose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because the UI is constantly moving when you move we'll, your mouse. We'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. All right. There will well, be a reckoning. Who wants to talk about a game? Uh, if no one else has it ready I'll, with some time to think, I'll, I'll jump in. But go ahead, I'll Wyatt. Go. Yeah. Um, so there's this this little-known franchise. You may not have heard of it. It's not too big. You know, really hasn't really... Uh, gone outside of the states that much but i've been playing it recently it's called call of duty modern warfare 2 i'm a little known title you. <laughs> little known title um specifically the campaign as well specifically yes the campaign because the multiplayer is not available yet uh i was able to get myself a copy of this game um before release which means i can play the campaign early leading up to the multiplayer and, and by b- before release we just mean anyone who gets the game can play it a week early for <laughs> the campaign <laughs> No, no, no special thing has to be done. Just if you get the game, you can play the campaign a week early. That's the exactly the new exactly. pre-order incentive. Um, and and I've said this a million times. I think Modern Warfare 2019 is like my favorite COD. It's one of my favorite. Uh, it's my favorite COD campaign. It's one of my favorite multiplayer games. So Modern Warfare 2 has a lot to live up to, at least for me personally. Um, and I thought the campaign was good. Um, not great because I think it's missing some of the things that made 2019's, uh, campaign so, like, special in the context of a COD campaign. Um, uh, notably, I think the two things it's missing is a good story because I thought that, like, while it wasn't anything special, I thought 2019 had a very good campaign and it had, like, actual character development with, like, characters that like went through a change and developed and, and developed yeah it was it was a, it was a new uh it was a, it was a whole new frontier for for call of duty and i thought maybe nope, return would... return to military man Wyatt. and i and i thought i mean they were about military people to be clear but they were military people that actually went through some kind of arc they, they were people they got their arms and legs blown off alex all right <laughs> Um, but here, so would their of... arms and legs have been gone going in an arc? Yes, that's <laughs> what I was getting at. They went through serious changes. <laughs> Again, not, it's nothing you know revolutionary, something special, but like good, like good, solid story. And for COD, especially for COD, especially. And I think the other thing that it did that was very unique for a COD campaign was that it was there was not a focus on gigantic, uh, uncharted style set pieces, it was more smaller tense moments like walking through a uh a hospital in the middle of a war zone and there's a bunch of people on like beds and you're like okay we're not allowed to shoot any of these patients but one of them could just pop up randomly and start shooting us and we're not sure which one like it's really cool like tense moments like ones where it's all night vision or like you have this little cone of vision 
with like your flashlight and you're trying to find people that are like hiding under beds and stuff it was really cool well speaking um, of that uncharted style things you you did i remember we were talking about this before you did liken some of the things like there was a uncharted yeah, style um, car chase yes um, and i'm and i'm getting to that um and so this doesn't really have much of a focus on that anymore it's got it, it doesn't get as crazy as like modern warfare 2 or 3 did which just got so absurd which was the, fun they approached in its own proper sci-fi at <laughs> oh oh it, it got stupid at points i mean i always i always go back to the world war ii train sequence because it is oh train funniest things i've ever seen in a video game like just excess for excesses you haven't it's seen not, it before go watch it you're gonna have a great five minutes so if you ever if you are ever having a bad day and you need a good laugh it will make your day what anyway. is it called uh, I've shown you before. It's like called World War II. It's just called like, train level train sequence, whatever. Um, but here it's it's they're um, they're not quite as insane. But I would also say that they're a lot less like uh, scripted than the other ones are. So like Alex mentioned earlier, there's a whole mission where there's this big convoy and you're you're trying to save someone. You're trying to like um, save someone that's been captured. And there's a bunch of trucks and like and like uh, bikes moving around and stuff. And you can jump onto a truck, you can shoot all the guys in the back of the truck and then hijack it, drive it around, and then once it, like, try to get your, move your way up to the convoy a little bit, and then once it get, starts getting hits and it's about to explode, you have to, like, climb to the top of it and jump onto another truck. But none of this is scripted. It's all up to you to, like, get out of the truck and time your jumps at the right moment and stuff like that. And it was a really fun sequence. It's also a complete ripoff of <laughs> the Uncharted sequences from 2, 3, and 4, but, you know, it was a well-done ripoff. It'd and be it okay with well. more games ripping those off. <laughs> it's yeah, a fun exactly. sequence to do in almost any game you see it in. And it's there's no enjoyable. there's no grappling hook, so you're not, like, just tailing and, and, like, skidding through the mud like you are in 4. But, hey, I mean, you can't have everything, right? There's also uh, uh, a mission, uh, Alex, if you, if you remember this. There's also a mission where you're on a giant ship that's moving from side to side. And oh, giant the, like, trailer mission they uh, way back when. Which That's is a, another sequence right out of Uncharted 3, if you remember. Yeah. There's a whole sequence for the cargo. And it's a fun sequence because the, the cover's constantly moving around. you got to make sure you're staying within cover but also not getting crushed by it at the same time. And everyone's kind of, like, disoriented. It's a fun sequence. It's always fun seeing your environment be manipulated yeah. around you. The one that got me the most. It. I'm not going to say anything for spoiler, like, story spoilers. But they straight up ripped off the last of us i am not kidding there is a uh, mission where you're heavily wounded and you're like kind of crawling through a city and you have to pick up things like bindings scrap metal uh tape and all these other materials to craft things like shivs and uh smoke well, bombs i need to play this campaign now i have to see the crafting <laughs> and at first i was like what are you doing? Why is this happening? And then about halfway through, in a COD game? and then about halfway through, I was like, you know what? This is kind of rad. <laughs> this is actually super cool uh, because it was fairly well done for what it was. I think they kind of, um, they, they kind of dropped it a little bit too quickly because there's a moment where you just pick up a shotgun with like 20 shots and you're like, okay, <laughs> you, moment over. Yeah, you, you, you kind of ruined it a little bit but they do try and uh make up for that by having uh enemies with a lot of armor so like even if you have like a pistol or a shotgun it still takes a lot of shots to take them out um 
And it was a cool sequence. There's like there's a whole system where, where it's, it's not in every mission, but in a bunch of missions, you have a backpack where you can have like different selectable like lethals and tacticals and stuff like that. It's there's a lot of cool set pieces in it. Um, the only thing is, it starts off really slow, and you have to get through the first like half hour because there's a lot of really short missions where not a whole lot of things happen, and there's no like interesting. Uh, mechanics or systems going on it's like there's literally a mission where like okay there's this guy in amsterdam that we have to get so you like start on yes ryan you all right <laughs> you doing okay uh, then yes Quiet. you doing uh, okay me how you feel <laughs> you sure you're not glitched yeah. out a little bit there oh. we go okay <laughs> back no nope. no one tell him what happened no one <laughs> tell right. him what happened no one say anything just continue it's fine what happened just keep just going just continue it's fine uh, where did you go, where, go check where the did ball I later leave? Where did I where did I leave off? Did I like uh, lots of little missions having to go through the first yeah 30 minutes lots or so. of, lots of little missions with like weird pacing like there's literally missions like okay this guy's in Amsterdam we got to go capture him you like spawn in you walk for a little bit with some dialogue you pick up the guy and you shoot a couple people and then you get in the car and drive away the whole thing is like less than ten minutes and I was like was this is hmm. this really need to be a level <laughs> this is really weird like. A lot of weird short missions like that in the very beginning, but I the, the pacing does get a lot better. The missions get a lot better as you go along, and yeah, I I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was really really neat. I just wish it had you know uh, a better story, more character development, and and uh, and that sort of thing. But just from like playing it and just from a gameplay perspective, I actually kind of had a lot of fun with it. That's all you need from a COD game, I think. Yeah, a decent length, decent length too. Yeah, decent length too. I'd say like it's it's about what you would want from a game that's primarily multiplayer based. Like it's long enough to get you interested, but not burn out. Yeah, and and it also doesn't overstay its welcome, right? Like Titanfall did the same thing. It's like every mission was really well made, and then as soon as they run out of ideas, they end it right where they need to end it. And take the Mario design, like yeah, yeah. As soon as you run out of good ideas. Yeah, as soon as you run out of good ideas, just stop there. You know, you don't want to stretch it out for too long, Ubisoft. So, like, just, you know, end it exactly when it needs to end. And I what? Think I think you just perfectly perfect described way. the Gotham Knights problem. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> With the looter systems. And I haven't even played the game. I'm so good at this. So He's good a prophet. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of fun with it the the multiplayer beta was fun and i'm looking forward to the full thing um, give me ground war right now i want to play it. I, dude ground <laughs> war was a freaking blast <laughs> it was a lot of fun best uh, part yeah. of the last one for sure yeah. all right well i'm gonna play more resident evil a lot of resident evil 2 dude. to the point where i finally finished it but finished oh, wow. and then i finished one playthrough i got i'm in midway through claire's which is my second run, and then there's a, like a true ending once you get all the way through, from what I understand. So then, then I'll have properly beaten it. But as of right now, I've beaten Leon's story, and I get it now. I get why people write like Resident Evil. I didn't get it before. I get it now. It's a good game, very good. The uh, the loot crafting situation uh, it has ported perfectly fine from PS One to. <laughs> modern day uh with the limitation of you got to accept 
you're gonna run out of spots in your inventory and make hard decisions about what needs to go and what needs to stay. And if you want to carry all six keys on your person at once, why do you need all six? What did you do that put yourself in this situation? Maybe don't let yourself get to that situation. <laughs> I have this weird feeling like I'm getting called out right now. No, I'm calling out something I did earlier in that I was oh. playing Player's Playthrough, and, and for some reason I just didn't explore anything. I was just like, oh, well, I know what I'm doing, so I'll just go to the places. But I forgot I need keys to get through the doors that I need to go through, and that I don't have them on her because she's my second character. I haven't picked the keys up yet. So I just kind of had all the keys in my inventory all the time, and I had like six less slots than <laughs> to the point where I had a cool gun that I just put in my box so I could carry more keys. Oh. So you could just walk around <laughs> to use the keys. Which, you know, on the second playthrough, it's fine. Because they give you a bunch of bullets at the start and a fancy gun, so you're likely going to be fine. Um, it's less stressful than the first one, just because you are you know more about the area. It's not dropping as many things on you generally. And when they drop a big monster on you, you're like, well, I've got a 45 caliber pistol instead of a 9mm. And I can just blast it, and it'll be dead. And that's that's a good feeling in Resident Evil. Your second playthrough, you don't get the scare factor. You just get to be, now I'm the monster with a big gun. <laughs> yes. And that's very, very entertaining. Uh, Mr. X, really cool enemy. I like Mr. X. He's a, he's a thing that I don't know if you've gotten to where you see him, Wyatt. You should at least get that far. <laughs> it's very good. I would good. also recommend getting the mod that gives the that does the X gonna give it to you song every time he bursts <laughs> through the wall. Replace the tyrant theme with X I've, give I've it to you. I've seen mods yeah. where they replace his character model with Pennywise, which is pretty fun. <laughs> oh, and I will say, course, what I did not expect from Resident Evil 2, so I don't know much about Resident Evil before I went into this. I kept hearing it's a Japanese horror franchise that's very good. That's That was my extent of knowledge. Uh, and considering I tend to like Japanese games, I was surprised I hadn't played it. It's really the only big one I haven't played, any of them. So I played some of Seven when that came out way back, and was like, this is too scary for me, because I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not a horror game person. And so I was like, I, I don't want to play this. I'm going to put it away and not play it. Now I understand. Now I understand. It's not actually that scary. You just have to run away and not get hit by things. That's really it. It's that's, very that's stressful. That's what the game is about. It's stressful, not scary. Um, and you can handle it correctly. Uh, two, there's a point in two where it goes from a horror game to a proper action adventure. And man, oh. it's good. Because you, you hit a point after, in, in the late part of the game, where you've been scrounging for ammunition, you have very few resources, and then you get a flamethrower. And they hand you, like, two fuel tanks and tell you to go, hey, these enemies are weak to fire. <laughs> so you start rolling around, burning enemies to a crisp, and that feels really good, until you realize now you've wasted all your ammo and don't have any left and need to go find more. And then the loop starts again, and it feels very good. The, the ending section of Resident Evil 2 in Leon's playthrough, great. And the story picks up a ton, and you have a lot going on all at once. And you, you start to tie together all the mysteries that you didn't know. And then I start Claire's playthrough. In Claire's playthrough, I didn't know what to expect with this. I kind of suspected that they would be pretty similar campaigns. They're similar in location, but not in story. Doing completely yeah. different things with completely different goals. That's what I was worried about is that we get like cutscene copies with the characters just swapped. I'm glad we don't, because it actually links together to form a better story with them having their own things. 
And Claire's got an entire other character to deal with. She's got a little kid that she's <laughs> got to, like, find no. and, and protect. So, yeah, wild. Very strange, very different. Uh, you go to different areas in different orders and whatnot. You see new places. So it's been very fun going through on a second playthrough. Uh, and you're also very quick on a second playthrough because you know where everything is for the most part, and you can get around the mansion, not the mansion, the police station, very fast. Uh, when you know what it is. So when I see Mr. X coming at me now, I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to go the other way, and then I'll see you in 20 minutes, Mr. X. Bye-bye. <laughs> 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 Bye-bye. Just walk away and uh, run around the corner. Or maybe throw some acid in his face if I'm feeling spicy. You know, get him oh, to slow oh, down oh. a little bit. <laughs> Got to make room for those keys in your inventory. Get rid of that acid. Look, it's it great because Claire has entirely different weapons. She's got a whole different Jeez. set of weapons. They don't use the same thing. She gets a submachine gun. And a uh, a rock a grenade launcher, and the grenade launcher can oh, shoot what? acid that dismembers all the zombies, and it's very fun because they give you a lot more ammo for it than you need. Because <laughs> one shot with the acid launcher basically takes any zombie out of commission permanently, because you've melted their legs and now they can't get to you. So that's a good time. It's a very fun second playthrough. Um, yeah, it's just been a, a fun game to experience and play through and get the story now. I understand why people like these characters now, because that, that tends to be the horror game thing with a lot of Western horror games, is they don't really have characters. It's yeah. almost more about concepts of what's going on than any actual character arc. Whereas here, I'm like, okay, I see we're building to something. We're building to a finale with these characters as the focus, rather than um, some greater story. And then that's probably going to tie into 4, which people have told me exactly. is the best horror action game of all time. I want to play it now, so I'm going to have to go I, through and I, play the rest. I really enjoy that tiny asshole of the Napoleon child. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. You will. He will be in the new one, too. He he will be in the new one, too. All right. What? Well, <laughs> he's a real character. He's a real character. A tiny little Napoleon child who's, like, immortal or something, and he looks like Napoleon, and he's small. <laughs> this is nonsense. And Leon me, fights him. He ha he has a a little Napoleon child Gundam that walks into you and you have to fight it. I'm not joking or exaggerating. Resident Evil also... Four is a is a trip. It it is insanity. Hey, if I manage to beat three before four comes out, I will play the original before the remake comes out. You I do should. own it, so I do too, I've got yeah. it ready to go. This is also making me excited to play Revelations, which from what I hear is the more actiony spinoff series of like two games that is like almost not quite a horde shooter but more of a proper like action game than a horror game so it's fun because uh i think I've, I've realized they limit the amount of times you shoot a gun in this game so every time you do it it feels really good that's like a key concept here because that rocket launcher or grenade launcher you're only going to shoot maybe a couple dozen times over the entire campaign Man, it feels good every time. Mean you look forward to it. You're like, oh, this is going to be good. And you've got ammo types, and you can use the acid or the fire. I'm Ooh. going to treat myself. Great. I'm going to shoot a rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to treat myself and pull out the grenade launcher. Actually, I've been using the grenade launcher more than my pistol, because the grenade launcher ammo is easier to come by. So... <laughs> Is all you need to do is you slap some white gunpowder on some white gunpowder, or not white gunpowder, you use white gunpowder on regular gunpowder, and then you get acid. So, you know, because logically, white gunpowder and gunpowder make acid. <laughs> Everyone, so, that, that's we basic, all learn that in that's like the first thing you basic learn in chemistry. chemistry. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's very fun. 
good game. I'm behind the times on it, but it's been a great time. Brett. Hello. If I was to talk about if 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 I if I if I wanted to talk about baby paste, would do you think you would be better suited for that? Or we me? can I both talk about baby. Okay. You haven't finished baby paste. Okay. I have not finished baby. Is this paste. Well, we we can <laughs> we can yes, both talk about scored, baby, but yes, this from, is scored. from melting zombies to baby paste. Now, uh, Brett, you've I gotten to the baby like, paste. Squirrel, though? They're, they're talking about Coco Melon the video game. <laughs> <laughs> That's truly the darkest Coco Melon. I got right to it, and I, I had to stop right there for a bit. I have not picked it up in a couple of days since. Just, you have to I'm do it, like, three so, more times. I understand no! what baby paste is, I I think, from what you've stated, and I'm now I'm just curious do. to get to the point where that is necessary. <laughs> you have to do it, like, three or four times in a row. Oh. It's, like, right... You're, you're, you're close to the end. Oh. I will say that. You're close to the end, Alex. Oh, that was fast. Like, on, that, it is it's only, short. like, around... Five, six hours. Four? Four, I think. I, I might it depends. finish RE2 and then play Scorn. That seems like a good yeah. Halloween time. Uh, have is, you been liking it, though? It's... As far as... I, I have to be in a certain mood to play it, and it, it keeps doing that thing where each time I open up the game again, it resets my settings to where it puts motion blur back Ooh. on. Oh, so <laughs> that's I, a rough to, one. I've had to be finicky with that. I'm just like, oh, oops, gonna vomit. Be right back. Settings. Um, it's, I think, it, I don't know if it suffers from pacing issues to me, or if I'm not entirely sure what to expect in it in some parts. I do think visually, not not with the story that it's it's trying to tell, um, but but visually, it absolutely hits home as something that is so viscerally uncomfortable in a really entertaining way. Um, this to me feels like it's hitting where, uh, do you guys remember that game that was on a big advertising binge a couple years back that's now banned on basically every, every video platform? I know. Agony. Agony, yep. Oh, Agony and then Succubus, which they that's made like, secondarily. That's like the, the shitty version of Scorn. <laughs> I know, yes. that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. I, I didn't, I've never played Agony. I played the demo for Succubus and then wish I hadn't. <laughs> what? What is it? It's a first-person shooter. Imagine Metal Hellsinger, but without the music, and you're playing a sexy demon lady who eats babies to heal. Oh, it's just kind of excessive to the point of being. It's excessive to the point of being a little too much. That that sounds that sounds like pointless gore. Scorn. I don't think anything it does is pointless. Absolutely. I think some of the things that it yeah. has done have absolutely been lost on me. I I haven't gotten some of the points, but you, you definitely understand the feeling of the game the the second you boot into it. It's oh boy, always whenever I whenever I I always like to be able to see my see parts of my character when I look down or around in a first person game. I don't anymore. <laughs> you see too much. <laughs> I miss my skin. I miss my skin, Ryan. Where's my skin? You don't get it back. Not getting skin it's anymore, gone. Alex. Look forward to it. Alex has got no skin um, in the game anymore. <laughs> I there's it just it's oh it's it's such a treat when it comes to body horror though that that's that's what um 
Uh, I like that you called it a treat. It's a real baby tasty body baby paste <laughs> un- So baby paste is uncomfortable, but I think like as far as what Brett and I have talked about so far, that we, had really, we had really differing experiences on the very first puzzle of the yes. game. There's multiple um, ways to solve the, the different puzzles. Oh, um, I will that. say there's there's no there's only one ending, so it's just kind of like a gameplay experience thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, you you basically just just choose between life or death for Walnut Boy, uh, and the option <laughs> you think boy. will kill him will save him, but kind of condemn him to a worse fate, and the yeah. option you think will save him uh, brutally murders him. I, I didn't pick the ice cream scoop. Yes. I instead went for the circular saw. What is happening? This I, we're 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 keeping this motif up, Alex. We're not dropping it because this, it's too much fun. Um, <laughs> and 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 Ryan and and maybe also why you will understand exactly what we're talking about when you go to play the game. Mm. Uh, but but that that multiple um, like solutions thing, it's it's a really interesting way to counteract or at least try to counteract how like obtuse. The puzzles are at least i think so because i think um there's no shame in feeling like stupid for not being able to solve the puzzles immediately or whatever in scorn because they're weird they're so oh, crazy was... weird one one of the things was with with in the first puzzle i got up to the second floor i could not tell what was interactable what i was supposed to be looking at yeah. on the wall <laughs> i went up and down like a lot two more times before i realized Oh, I can move those. Yes, you can move yeah, the walnut like to extract walnut in, boy. That would drive me insane. Not that that's like really a negative against the game. It's just that's my own like impatience getting in the way more so than anything else. It's normally normally I would agree because I hate it's like that uh, like that old school point and click thing where it's like I don't know what's interactable, so I'm just going to be mashing mm-hmm. the left click on the whole entire yeah. background until I get the one single like pixel that's like the interactable object. And then you in... need to learn that you put an octopus in a toilet. Yes. <laughs> uh, but in, in Scorn, I think that almost works for its benefit because the environments are so well crafted from a visual and a game design perspective that it's just like, th- this This looks like it's interactable. It's just a weird statue. Okay, but, but I checked it because it looked it has like a glowing light on it. It's like standing up out yeah. of nowhere. It, it's nothing. Okay, whatever. Uh, but then something else that looks like it could be interactable is a you realize after looking at it a like unbroken version of that first thing like the first thing you came across was like a statue that was incomplete or like broken or something and then you find like a fuller version in the next room or something that's like a completed unbroken version of it mm-hmm. um, it's I don't know with how with how like horrifically beautiful everything looks uh it's it feels like a treat to kind of be forced to just look everywhere to mm-hmm. to find something, but that that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean there aren't times where it's still like I have no idea what to do. Uh, did I do I need to destroy all uh, the floating goo balls with the punch gun, or do did I miss a you know a very suggestively shaped statue that I need to shove my punch gun into, or I I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, that's there. There's a lot of imagery. <laughs> Well, because it's 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 H.R. Giger, man. Yeah, it is. It's, it's Egan. This is everything, like almost every part, with the exception of well, like I th- so far one, um, in between 
area looks it's it's the every frame of painting bit but an hr geiger wet dream <laughs> yes um, i I, I do that like you, one section of the medium from super early on where you could see the the big flesh hallway yes nice. that's because that game is uh uh zizlo basinski that i'm mm. not pronouncing his name correctly at all because it's polish and damn you poland for just mashing every k on the keyboard for every person's name <laughs> Uh, There's too many just, consonants. I'm sorry. Slap the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the, Scorn is very HR Giga, which I, you know, I mean, why you're an alien fan? I mean, you gotta. You <laughs> you're, gotta you're, at least give it a look. You're just, going uh... to you're going to really if you're an alien fan, you're going to really enjoy a certain part where you also get a little handy helper. I'm I'm gonna yes. push <laughs> I'm gonna push back on you a tiny bit just because. Creature design is like aliens creature design fantastic. I don't know if I want to spend an entire game, and I understand it's not that long. Inside but the assault, I've said of an this alien. before. I've said this before, but I don't know if I want to spend the entire an entire game in that environment. I think it's incredibly impressive, and I think it looks amazing for what it's going for. Personally, I don't want to spend that much time <laughs> in there because I just feel like it's just. Ugh. <laughs> It is very overwhelming. <laughs> Brett, um, with with the green floating balls, did you destroy all of them immediately? Uh, no, I I I, I popped the ones that I had to to get past them. I, I, I pop all of them. The the first two hallways that we that we had to do that, and I popped all of them. Just like, is this health? I haven't gotten hit by anything, and then I was just like. I I'm full. I don't think I need it. And then I walked through one of them. I'm just like, oh, this is very yeah. painful. Steam and or acid. Yeah, you got farted on by the green goo ball. <laughs> you little you little boy, you. <laughs> oh my god! I got what farted on about? by the green goo ball. <laughs> <laughs> the episode. That's and it. all I got was this T-shirt. <laughs> was this smelly ass T-shirt? <laughs> and and all I got was this proboscis gun. God, well, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm curious to to hear what you think about the ending, Alex, because that is it, it's I, all I will say is is very very profound, and I had to go through it twice to make sure that I didn't miss anything. Oh, because I was I was so so profoundified by it the there first time. There are multiple time. endings. I think I'm gonna no, play. There's, some there's more only this. one. I think I'm gonna play some more of this tonight after the podcast. You very yeah, well might finish. It's moving up my list now. <laughs> I think it's very good. It's you know. Does it warrant the like sixty-eight or something it has from critics? I don't think so, but <laughs> I don't know. People don't like puzzles just like Gotham. <laughs> you heard it here first. Scorn is exactly like Gotham Knights. Same game, movie. just it's... like it. Yeah. Just you know what? You want to love... see the best Nightwing story you've ever seen? Go play Scorn. <laughs> I, you know, I love my favorite costume in Gotham Knights is the one where you just take off all of Robin's skin. Yes, and <laughs> really replace the it with worms. And you spend the entire game inside of Clayface. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> Clayface is your mount. Get <laughs> me out. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> the terror zone. <laughs> Not a fun spot to be. Ooh, oh boy. Uh, uh, so that's baby paste. <laughs> <laughs> that's baby paste. It's all baby paste. Baby paste all the way down. <laughs> all right. Oh, God. Um, well, 
You got something, Brett? Yes. Take us away from I, uh, baby paste. We'll, we'll yes. go away from baby paste. Please. Uh, and uh, Maybe we'll, some adult we'll go paste to. Oh no, that's worse. That's so much <laughs> no, worse. No, that's far worse. <laughs> that is so much no, worse. No paste. No paste in this game. Take us uh, the paste zone. I don't think there's any paste. <laughs> Uh, there's there's no paste in uh, Shimigami Tensei Three Nocturne, which I just ah. finished uh, the other night. Uh, this, you know, it's it's one of those games where people go, "You haven't played a hard game till you played Shimigami Tensei Nocturne." All right, this is you see, I I played this game when I was a kid, and immediately all of my pubic hair grew in because I became a man <laughs> right after. I beat the first boss. Shimigami Tensei. My voice Nocturne. dropped about ten octaves. <laughs> and my conclusion is that it's 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 not that hard. <laughs> there's like there's like two or three parts. I, I think where it's just like, forget that random encounters are a thing in older games I and get really angry when they happen. My assumption is that because this is not my first SMT game. This was the first mainline SMT game to come out in the West officially. Uh, and even then, it did a lot of things that were new for the series. Like the, the press turn that I've talked about before is the first one that's in like 3D for walking around mm. and stuff. Uh, a lot of firsts. Uh, so things like uh, the, the infamous Matador boss... Uh, who immediately the first thing he does is put his evasion all the way to maximum so that you oh. cannot hit him. You know, it forces you to use your brain and learn all those gosh darn buffing spells and debuffing spells that you don't pay attention to in like any other game otherwise. Uh, once you learn that, the rest of the game is like as regularly demanding as any other game. You just have to remember to use your buffs and not be stupid because any encounter, uh, you, you can't treat it like Pokemon where it's like, oh, I can, you know, I'll just kill this thing in one shot or run away. Uh, this Pokemon doesn't have instant death spells that just the, the enemy can just cast on your entire party and there's like a 75% chance that if you are weak to instant death, you will just die in one hit. And you get the the game over screen with all the angels, and you go back to the last save. Uh, that that will that will always be a problem. So you need to treat every single random encounter like it can do that to you because it will. Um, the other part that I had a really hard time with was uh, the the final final boss because I did the true demon ending because oh. I that's the one that's canon or whatever. Uh, so I wanted to see it, and it ended up putting me through most of the content that, like, the most content out of any of the endings. So it was worth it. Um, uh, but yeah, the thing, the thing that I got most out of it, and I'm not going to stay on it for for too too long, because uh, I don't think anyone else here has played it. <laughs> uh, but the cool thing about mainline SMT, and because this is my first mainline one, is that the endings are pretty sick it's not just like oh like this character gets saved or this like big event doesn't happen it's literally they go hard like they, they go hard it's literally like okay the world is destroyed and made up again in complete silence where uh everyone instead of being individual life forms is just one thought entity uh, and just to take away individuality so that no one is sad again because the person who thought about that was really sad 
it's yeah it's it's pretty crazy and all n- none of them come out of nowhere all of them are built up like oh the person that thought this up was like always shunned and you never really even pay attention to him as the main character because he's kind of annoying um and like other endings are like oh at only only things that uh i deem beautiful can survive so i i don't like you i'm just gonna kill you and that's like the the twist on the only the strongest can survive kind of thing very uh, devil man asymmetrical yes. face um, Irish. and they do this whole thing uh where uh lucifer himself talks you through how oh the 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 death and rebirth process of of the world is just like a natural thing that happens across all this whole big compressed ps2 png of all these different universes with little lights blipping to show the the worlds being reborn over and over uh however i'm lucifer and i think that's stupid because i just think that being this it's out of the control of the people below the the almighty will or whatever and i don't like being controlled so i'd rather just have that cycle stop uh so what you're gonna do you're gonna kill everyone and (laughs) that's gonna be it so i was like cool that sounds great Uh, (laughs) and then you do it and you actually do it and then it ends and lucifer is like okay uh good job you've won in this world and now it's time to go fight god's army so uh, you're you're my you're my number one man. So after that, after this, you're, you're gonna go on and do that, and that's their like their justification oh. for why the demi fiend, which you play as, shows up in all the other SMT games after because he's literally traveling to the other. Oh no, that's to cool! Kill everyone, it's so awesome. <laughs> it's it's so badass, and I totally I totally get it now. And I need to go play some of the older ones, uh, even though they don't have play, uh, press turn, but. I know it's true. Yeah, same, same. A game that I picked up a while back and then just kind of forgot about. <laughs> it's just not as interesting as it should be, I think. I After think it's having... just, I got kind of aggravated. The Switch is hitting the point of limitation. <laughs> that too. <laughs> to where it looks great, and then you try to move, and then you think of the Gotham Knights kerfuffle. Uh, huh. And it's even worse than that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem in combat, but everywhere else, it's rough. Yeah, combat I'll say in five is like in incredible because press turn and press turn is the best. Uh, but at least because I don't want to. I mean, I I can't spoil five because I haven't finished it. Uh, and they reveal this to you in like the first hour, and when they said it, I was like, what? Uh, in like the first hour or something uh after oh the world was destroyed and it's the desert place now which is typical smt fashion okay I, this is the formula i expect this mm-hmm. uh you you go back to the normal city and it's like ah yes you are in the kingdom of heaven where every, everyone is already dead all your whole life everyone was already dead and these are just recreations of their souls or whatever and it's like well don't tell me that because i don't care and i have like 60 hours left of possible gameplay that's why I dropped it because I just these people aren't real. I'm not real. It's, it's nothing is nothing. The 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 suspension of disbelief from making my brain realize that I'm just playing a video game is mm. gone. It's completely gone. Meanwhile, in SMT three, it's like okay, everyone's already dead, and there's there's no fake people. They're just all gone. I f- oh. figure it out, bud. Have fun. <laughs> and that's like okay, I guess I'm figuring it out, and I'm having fun. Five five doesn't have that, so I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking. No baby paste, though. 
What a shame. Oh, we were out of the paste zone, and then you brought us back. <laughs> Still out of the paste Shoved zone. We're talking about SMT. Oh, don't. Paste exclamation point. Ryan, how do you <laughs> somehow make it worse every time? <laughs> I, I, I really Never say it. shove us back into the paste zone. Just he will understand. It. He's been brought into the paste. He will, he will soon experience the paste for himself, and he what? will understand. Right, you'll be I able think... to preach the paste as well as the rest of us. Is is it really an exclamation point? I feel like it's more of a paste and then a colon. Look, Wyatt, I was born in the paste. Molded by it. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it oh, extremely it? painful. Guys, I'm I'm putting in my two weeks for this podcast. I, I can't do this anymore. Don't even bother. You're you're good. Don't, don't come into work tomorrow. We, we've been wanting you to leave for so long. <laughs> Just save yourself. God. Oh, I'll be, once I leave this podcast, I will be permanently out of the paste zone forever. <laughs> Truly the horror themed episode. That's what you think, Wyatt. It is. This is a real Halloween episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. We didn't dress up at all. That's, no, that's next week. Oh, that's next week. Perfect. Oh, the, the no, real we're gonna play the game pass one because we can all play them. Uh, which, you know, I'm I'm expecting some truly terrible cosplays. That's that's the goal. With I think. I mean, listen, if my costume from last year is anything to go off of, well, <laughs> he's gonna drag out whatever's in the closet that works. <laughs> all right. Well, well, I don't know what's in that closet. We went through the games. We talked about all the stuff. It means this, the show is not done, but very close, and that means it's time for shoutouts. Whoa! Um, I'll go first. You go first, think... Alex. That means you've nominated yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I think there was a game that I s told you to put in the title that I didn't actually end up talking about. <laughs> yeah, we will talk about Sable at another point <laughs> for sure. Actually, um, but Sable is absolutely my shoutout for the for uh, this episode. It is insanely fun calm peaceful game that i got my mom interested in <laughs> me too she, Good she, job. she's she's getting more into games now too um but didn't like the combat of breath of the wild so stable and also it's um I, I i do still have the what ryan considers a very hot take of yep. that sable is a better breath of the wild I, don't, I never said that was a hot take because I have been unable to play Sable. Oh, you said I was just wrong. That's right. No, I didn't say any of that. I thought you said... <laughs> from I, that from. I, I seem to remember there was some sort of altercation the last time. I, I think I said that's, that's a lot. <laughs> was probably okay. my response. Okay. But, uh, no, I haven't been able to play Sable because when, when it first came out, the lack of anti-aliasing on the black fluffles on the ground was the, it's the well. only game that has ever given me a headache before. And not because oh, it wasn't wow. running well, because the, the black, like, spots in the sand were shifting every frame, and it was just awful. It was hurting my eyes very badly. I like the game, I re the rest of it was good. That, that's it. <laughs> I'll play it at some point. Uh, I, uh, I already talked about this when I was talking about the uh, Modern Warfare 2 campaign, but shout out to Infinity War just really wanting to be Naughty Dog, I guess. I guess I guess that's where we're at now. And you know what? 
more people should just straight up rip off Naughty Dog stuff from time to time. It's more worth games studios should just rip each other off in general. Just like, steal it. I agree. Property. I agree. Theft especially is fun, Japanese especially when artists good. like borrow great ones. Steal. I would love to see Bioware take the the themes of Shin Megami Tensei for a run. God, that would be kind of horrible, but it would be funny. <laughs> Especially if it's just Dragon Age, and for some reason at the end you choose whether or not the world explodes into orbs. Would you like a post-game or a five-minute cutscene explaining how you screwed up? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out. Uh, my shout-out, MechWarrior5. It's in a good spot now, it's very fun. You get to go around your big stompy mechs and shoot other big stompy mechs. Did it used to not be in a good spot? Or? No, it was in a bad spot. It was rough oh, for a while. It was pretty bad. Like but thousands of good dollars now. for a skin bad. Oh, no, MechWarrior 5 did not have that. No, MechWarrior 5 did not which... never have microtransactions. Was it, was, it like a, was it like a technical issue thing? Yeah, it ran like terribly. Tech. I'm thinking oh, okay. of Battletech, I think. Some not other game, online Battle mech tech. game. You're thinking of probably MechWarrior Online. Which is Maybe. a different game. Uh, they look the Mech exact same. <laughs> yeah, the difference is that MechWarrior 5 is a single-player game where you have okay. a mercenary company and you roam around the world doing mercenary contracts on a galaxy map and drop into randomly generated things and destroy everything in sight with your gigantic missile launchers. Ooh. Which is great. It's a good time. Man, man whatever happened to Hawken? Did anyone play Hawken back in the day? Man, I would I... love a Hawken too. What is Hawken? That doesn't. It's a. Uh, it was like a free to play like. Uh, mech you pilot microwaves with arms and legs, and you <laughs> fly around and shoot each other. It was actually really cool. It was, it was a it very was... good. Hawken was rad. Rest so in peace, Hawken. Let's all pour one out for Hawken. Yeah, what network. happened? Is it are like the servers not online anymore? They just cut support, and like no one plays it anymore. It's yeah, kind of like I think a free to play microtransaction died. hell. Because MechWarrior Online mm. came out, fractured the player base, and was not amazing. Uh. So yeah, the status of online mech games is a little bit, you know, iffy. Makes you want to get crunked. Now you know how True. now you know how aliens fans feel. How stoked we are! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, <laughs> yeah, Hawken got removed from Steam a few years back in 2018. Oh, geez. oh. sad. Lost media. That's what a true. good time. Um, my shout out. Goes to uh, the new Gundam, which for Mercury episode came out earlier today, and I watched it earlier today, and it has the most painful looking punch I've ever seen in anything animated. It like literally, Ooh. the victim of it just goes limp, like she just falls over, and for the rest of that scene, does not get back up. <laughs> I have to show you guys after this is over because I laughed really hard. Pretty incredible. Uh, pretty badass just, just crumple yeah pretty much crumple still skin <laughs> and thin ice buster <laughs> thin paste you say you don't want to hear about crumple stilt paste <laughs> it's too deep end this now end it's it too deep. end it why did you hear shout out and I've just blocked it from my memory already or do you still need to go <laughs> He went. He went first. I think. No, Alex went first. Mine went second. He shouted out every people copying uh, Naughty Dog or whatever. Oh my god! Just end it. Oh my just god! End it. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, 
Tuesday mornings at 7 a.m. Eastern Time on the podcast platform of your choice. Next week it'll be a Monday because it's a Halloween episode and Halloween's on a Monday, so it's going out a day early. Woo. Don't forget to treat yourself and get farted on by a green goo ball. (laughs) (laughs) Why won't you die? (laughs) Ha 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 ha.